Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. Are you ready to start letting go of some of those distorted and painful feelings? I hope the last couple of videos have helped you get the idea that the process of struggling with and shaming your emotions makes you feel worse. But I also hope that you haven't gotten the idea that you just have to feel crappy forever. You just have to go through the stage of feeling in order to get to the stage of feeling better. So just because we aren't labeling emotions as good or bad and we aren't struggling with or fighting them, doesn't mean that all emotions are truthful, helpful, or even what we're really feeling. There's a lot of reasons why something we're feeling isn't going to be helpful. But to get to this point where we're exploring that, we have to stop judging and resisting and labeling our emotions long enough to explore them and figure out what's under them. So there's a lot of reasons why what we're feeling isn't based on reality. It could be cognitive distortions, an unhelpful worldview, self-justification, or what we're going to talk about in this section, secondary emotions. Secondary emotions are a habitual or learned response to cover up sensitive emotions with a less sensitive emotion. So, for example, fear is sensitive and hate is less sensitive. So people often cover up their fear with hatred. Secondary emotions are all about self-protection, but in the long run, they tend to hurt us much more by ruining relationships, keeping our guard up, keeping our heart walled off, and that often leads to people feeling angry, numb, exhausted, and lonely. Secondary emotions lead to more pain and suffering. So in this section, you're going to learn what they are, how to notice them, and what to do instead. And this is going to help you more effectively overcome anxiety, depression, and get better at feeling. One of the reasons that we have a difficult time knowing how to act on our emotions is that many of the emotions we feel are secondary emotions. They're an emotion about an emotion instead of an emotion about an event. And usually they're used to cover up your primary emotions. So for example, I get a bad grade on a test, so I'm disappointed. There's the primary emotion. That disappointment hurts because I know I didn't study hard enough, so then I get angry. Maybe then I storm out of the class and then I feel ashamed because I got angry because I know it was my fault that I didn't do well. The anger and the shame stem from the reaction to the disappointment. Or here's another example, right? I just found out that we have to move to a different city because my dad got a new job and I'm sad. That's a primary emotion. Then I feel guilty for feeling sad because I know I should be supporting my family and my dad even though I don't want to move. So Guilt comes as a learned response to sadness. Here's one more. You could say, oh, I hate my boss. You may think that saying something like that out loud is a healthy emotional expression, and it may help you get started. But if you just stick with, I hate her, it doesn't leave you with very many options, right? You can quit, you can gossip, you can be bitter, and you can complain, and you can dread going to work, right? Not very many good options in there. But why do you hate your boss? Is it because she's critical? Is it because she gives you too much work or she doesn't appreciate the hard work that you do? If you hate her because she's critical, what is that really about? Is it about fear? Is it about being afraid that you're not good enough? Is it about being afraid that you'll get fired and run out of food and die? What you thought was hate 
was really the stress response. When you realize the emotion is really about fear, then it gives you some options, right? I feel afraid. Am I actually in danger? No, I'm actually safe, physically safe. I'm okay, right? And then I can calm down. Am I actually not good enough? No, I, I am good enough at what I do. Okay, I can calm that fear, right? Or do I need to develop some new skills? Okay, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I do need to develop some skills to be better at my job, right? Or maybe I need to set better boundaries. I need to be more assertive and acknowledge my own wins and strengths and resources more, right? If I feel like I'm not good enough, but I actually am, I need to change my perspective. If I feel like I'm not good enough and I actually am not good enough, then I can develop some new skills. When, when we get beneath the surface emotions of, you know, hate in this example, we often open up a huge set of options, ways that we can change our life and resolve our painful emotions. When we just stick with secondary emotions, we're more likely to experience anxiety and depression and not even know where it's coming from. Anger is one of the most common secondary emotions because people, especially boys, have been taught that it's not okay to cry or to be sad or to be vulnerable. Anger is the most convenient emotion to cover up those feelings. So what looks like anger on the surface is often a protective cover for more sensitive feelings like hurt, fear, embarrassment, worry, or sadness. Shame is one of the other most common secondary emotions, especially among women. If you're not allowed to be angry at others, it's easy to avoid or cover up that anger by blaming yourself for your flaws. It's easy to see how both of these emotions, anger and shame, are, are harmful in our lives and in our relationships. But with a little consideration, it's easy to see how they're more comfortable to feel than that underlying real emotion or at least they're more comfortable in the short term. It's way more comfortable to be angry at a dumb test or angry at your boss than it is to feel guilty about studying. You know, guilt asks you to work harder at studying. So let's explore the difference between primary and secondary emotions. Primary emotions are instinctive, they're natural, they can be inherently good or functional, but when reacted to, they can also be harmful. Secondary emotions are learned, protective, defensive, and avoidant. They're more controlled usually. Primary emotions feel. They can be painful or pleasurable, sensitive and vulnerable. Secondary emotions attempt to control or numb emotions without listening to what the emotions are, you know? Emotions often are asking a question or teaching or helping us in some way. Primary emotions are more instinctual, more intuitive, and they're more reactionary. Secondary emotions tend to come from learning. Uh, so for example, things like I shouldn't cry now, or I shouldn't be mad. So this thinking process can help us slow down and, and process through problems without being reactive. But our thinking process is also a little too good at suppressing emotions in a way that can sometimes be harmful. Primary emotions keep us connected with others and they can help guide our actions. Secondary emotions require a certain amount of numbing. They disconnect us from our goals and our values, and they disconnect us from people. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, I'm not saying that we should just blindly act on all of our deep impulses. I do believe that we have some emotions that are quite natural and also some emotions that are quite harmful. I'm saying that we should be intentional. We should know what we're feeling. We should explore why we're feeling it, and we should choose what we want to do about it. If we just act on our secondary emotions, we might not be able to solve any problems. We'll just spin our wheels, right? 
Secondary emotions are not a form of self-control, they're just another way of being reactive. This is because secondary emotions don't take the time to notice or explore the emotion, they just want it to go away at any cost. They keep us from knowing what we're really feeling. Check out this clip from Goodwill Hunting. Will was terribly abused and now, you know, he's a genius with anger issues, getting into trouble with the law. And in this scene, uh, his therapist is trying to convince him that the abuse is not his fault. Will initially responded to his therapist with anger, with defensiveness, but when he softened, he began to heal. When we act out on secondary emotions, we tend to attack, criticize, demand, blame. This leads to constant problems like bad relationships, loneliness, more stress, and addiction. It, it pushes others away, and it makes it seem impossible to solve problems. When, when we choose to be willing to feel our sensitive emotions, we're more likely to build connections with others and solve our problems. Really, this kickstarts the positive cycle of feeling more calm, happy, peaceful, and loved. And that's why vulnerability is a superpower. People who can learn to be vulnerable, to, um, to feel those tender emotions, they have better jobs, better relationships, and they tend to be happier. So the next time you're feeling wrapped up in an intense emotion, take a deep breath, pause, be willing to feel it, and then explore, you know, is there something underneath this emotion? Is there something more sensitive down there? And, and mindfully make room for that feeling and explore what it has to teach you. Here are some examples. Jealousy blames others for doing well, protecting you from the responsibility of trying hard, but it leaves you feeling bitter. Resentment protects you from connection and the risk of being hurt, but it leaves you lonely. Blame protects you from responsibility, uh, from guilt, but it leaves you feeling helpless. Hopelessness protects you from having to keep trying, but it leaves you depressed. When we react to our emotions or we avoid them, when our only tool is to say, I feel bad and I don't like it, we don't give ourselves very many options to solve problems or resolve emotions. We're more likely to find resolution to our problems and our emotions when we look deeper than the surface. And this is where your skills of noticing and naming emotions, not judging or avoiding them, and being willing to feel them really start to come into play. So you've moved from the foundational level to the action level of this course. Being curious about your emotions opens up the possibility of change. So start by asking yourself, what am I feeling? Allow yourself to wonder, where is this emotion coming from? How did I come to feel this way? Is there something more sensitive underneath? Now, this can be really hard to do in the moment of an intense emotion. So it's a good idea to practice this after the fact in writing. So check out the workbook activities to get better at identifying and acting on primary instead of secondary emotions. You can't always believe everything you feel. Sometimes strong emotions are actually covering up what you're really feeling you can gain much better emotional control if you learn to identify the feelings under your feelings. So the next time you're feeling wrapped up in an intense emotion, take a deep breath, pause, and then explore. You know, is there something underneath this emotion? Is there something more sensitive down there? Mindfully make room for that feeling and explore what it has to teach you. In the next couple of sections, I'm gonna teach you some skills to slow yourself down and calm yourself down so that you can process through your emotions. Thank you for watching and see you soon. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. 
Thank you for listening and take care.